Oh, hey, honey, and welcome to episode 24 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. I got a crossword clue for you, Katie. Seven down, seven letters. Some websites put their best bits behind one of these. P blank blank W blank blank blank. Is it paywall? It is. Oof, we don't do that. Everything is free for everybody to use. So come along and check out our website if you're new to the podcast and you're wondering what on earth it's all about. Um, We are sponsored by Ron Hill Specials. How lovely. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes but uh, to their website. But basically, these guys make a bespoke running club kit um, to Ron Hill Specials standards. Um, and over the years, most of our fetch kit has come from, from them. So um, we know that they're pretty good, um, pretty awesome. They're really nice to deal with, nice friendly kind of family feel to the company and they are sponsoring our podcast for the next three months so do please go and check them out and also if you're interested in a fetch um 15th anniversary shirt we'll be ordering a big batch of of those from from ron hill specials so um there'll be information on that as well a bit later on if i remember so thank you all of these sponsors don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments and questions. And there is a nice play button on that link as well now, which has hopefully helped more of you to find your way to the podcast. So hello if you're a new listener. Um, this week we'll be talking about various things. We've got your comments. We've got um, some interesting stuff happening on the site um we are we finally managed to go and do a bit of camping so we'll be talking about that um we've got some contributions from minardi and yummy and uh just various other stuff and i'm joined here by katie are you here katie i'm here good because some people needed to hear you say that Mm. i know that's good i need to know i'm here yes i'm mostly here this week i'd say 90 92%. 92%. Where where else are you if you're not there? Um, I'm just tired. So the just 8% is snoozing. In another realm. In the, yeah. Just gently snoring in the back of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you survived the camping. That's the first thing to mention, I suppose. But Yes, survived the camping. Um, I would just like to point out that I'm not new to camping. I'm a, I'm actually I've been raised on camping by a, a scouting father, so um, it's not new to me. Um, but I'm not the best at sleeping, and any like tiny adjustment to the surroundings I'm in can mean that I will be even worse at sleeping. Um, having said that, I can be in the most comfortable, beautiful bed, quiet, la la la, all of that stuff in the world and still not sleep a wink. But, um, and I was a little bit worried about the cold as well. So they were my two issues, yeah. uh, which I slightly overcompensated for. I don't know, are we talking You're about slightly, this now? I don't know. Or are we, well, we, talking we, about we can this talk later? about it a bit. We've got some live uh, footage. Oh, yes. Okay. Audio footage of us yeah. uh, 
uh, around the campfire a bit later on. Um, okay. But in terms of like scouting being prepared, we were almost prepared, but we didn't have pillows, which for me was a bit of a thing mm. because my back was a bit sore and I was maybe a little bit too close to the ground, really. So I need something yeah. with a bit more air in it. We could have just asked Elsie for a pillow, couldn't well, we? Well, she said, why didn't you just grab some sofa cushions? So she didn't seem to to mind at all, really. So. I know, we were just being a bit stupid, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. we did not think on our feet. Not, the, not no. at all, not like a scout would have done. No, but the zips were okay. We had this policy of trying not to drink too much after about 8 o'clock, which meant that I didn't do the thing that often happens in camping where you wake up at 5am and you're absolutely bursting to go... So you've got to creep your way out of the tent. That would have been quite annoying because I think that is just about when I went to sleep. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That final hour before the before the dawn just before really takes the edge off, yeah. off the psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was all right. There were... It was lovely. The tent was lovely. I mean, I, I really liked the tent. I liked our little home. Yeah. And I, I was quite comfortable. I was very lucky because... Elsie's husband had uh, let me borrow his very nice mattressy, sleepy thing. Yeah. And uh, I was very comfortable. And I got the cushion, the one cushion that we did have in our car. I, I, was, I was allowed to have that. So I oh, was very right. comfy. I, I went to get it for you, walking past all the other cushions in the lounge. <laughs> totally oblivious to <laughs> How we ever solve this I problem? I think we were just in a kind of mode of, we must... Lot manage with what we've got. I think that was partly it. Yeah. We, we were sort of in almost mode. sort of trying to ignore surrounding possibilities, but yeah, not that that stopped me using the um, Elsie's loo and sink and yeah, kettle. No, most places you, you're going to go are going to have yeah. basic facilities for hovering over. Mm. Um, but then you got up in the morning like a trooper and went off and yes. did your swimming. So that was the main tell idea. Tell us about your week. Okay, so that so really that was the main focus of my training week was to do a camp followed by an early morning long swim, which is obviously just recreating the conditions for the swoosh because I have been getting worried about how I will manage with camping and then the event. And it went really well. So the main focus of the week week went really well. I didn't sleep particularly well, but that's not really the point. The point is, is that I got up having not slept particularly well, got some porridge down my neck, and we got to the lake, Elsie and I, for about seven, um, or we were in the water for seven, and we managed our five laps. We were we were very sort of nicely paced together, quite quite sort of equally paced naturally um we didn't try to stay together particularly but we just naturally stayed together stopping after each lap for a little drink and then on our final stop before lap number five we both took a gel again to just sort of practice for the uh, the event yeah and um whether that was a psychological thing i think it probably was because as i understand it gels don't really kick in for a good sort of 15 minutes um but i felt very strong on my last lap yeah and um finished it's really feeling good, pretty good. To, to have that kind of rehearsal isn't it like yeah um, whatever race you're going to do just try and replicate as many of the circumstances as you can yes so i wore yeah. all the kit that i was going to wear for that i am going to wear for the the swoosh i wore my rash vest i got my booties on i did all of that exactly the same um i always think of knitted booties, booties. when you talk about booties like, yeah i don't know why i call them booties i'm not sure everyone does that 
So we, we, yeah, we replicated our race conditions and actually we did about an hour and 50 of swimming. And I think last year I was around the 141 mark at the swoosh. So we probably don't need to train any longer than we've done. Um, We're probably about there now. Um, So it's just sort of tying up the loose ends really from here on in. And we we sat and had breakfast overlooking the lake where you'd just done your swim. And the wind had really picked up and there were waves and actual proper breaking waves yeah on the the lake so you got your timing just right there as well we did although there is something satisfying about swimming when it's windy because you uh, and again it could be windy at the swoosh we could if we've got a wind coming up the estuary we might get a bit of chop yeah um but when i'm at box end and it's choppy it it's hard work but it is actually quite useful training it's like running into the wind yeah you know you you're getting that those conditions that you know you're going to have to deal with at some point in a race and so that is quite good and towards I think that it was during the third and the or maybe the fourth and the fifth lap of the lake I started to notice the chop and I was thinking oh the wind is starting to get up a bit here but it was never like the whole length of the lake at any point so we were pretty lucky really yeah I mean in the worst case I guess the river will be partially cancelling out any wind rushing up the estuary by the virtue of it always flowing in the same direction, whatever. Um, yeah. So in the worst case, the one will cancel the other out in terms of like... Got you. In terms fo- of time. Opposing forces. Yeah. In terms of how much time we'll spend swimming, hopefully it will cancel it out. What I would say is that it, I think in the case of of having a strong wind coming up the estuary. This is all sounding very euphemistic. Um, <laughs> um, in that particular case, I think I would be slower than last year when I swam with a lovely tidal flow out and yeah. still as you like, blue skies, sunshine, um, no chop at all that I can remember. Mm. Um, so I guess it could be tougher conditions in, from that perspective. I'm looking forward that because I'm I'm going to be the one holding the coats. I'm really looking forward to that bit where you all get hauled out of the water at the end and, yeah. and just sort of gently, delicately collapse onto the sand, kind of with big grins on your faces. I'm really hoping that's how it's going to pan out. But yeah, um, just that the overwhelming emotion on your face yeah. last time. I think yeah. I think the um, the end of the the swoosh almost happens too quickly. It's it's sort of like you you work quite hard for a, a, like a good hour and a half, yeah. And then you start to notice that you're really being carried quite nicely towards your destination. And then suddenly there's the pink boathouse, yeah, yeah. yeah, which marks the last few hundreds of meters. And those last few hundreds of meters literally do swoosh past you, yeah. Because before you know it, you're there at the beach and someone is grabbing you and hauling you out of the water. They have a whole load of volunteers um, lining the, the water line. Hauliers. Hauliers, um, getting people out of the water, and it is just... You know, I remember last year you were, you had all these worries about, like, will, will I miss it? Will I get swept out to sea? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was certainly, like, quite a quite a whoosh going on. Mm. But you know, hopefully those worries won't be no, at I, all there this <clears> year, and, and you can just enjoy it a little bit more. Certainly a lot of the worries that I had from last year are cancelled for this year. Um, I don't think you ever feel relaxed about any kind of endurance type event. I think you always have 
what could what ifs and what could go wrong yeah um i think the sort of interesting idea of well I'll, I'll try and enjoy it this year a bit more and be less sort of you know focused and head down and everything and whether I'll be able to achieve that it will depend I think on the conditions and yeah so we'll see what happens but you certainly got a lot more experience under your belt now with all your winter swimming and your yes miles in box end and yeah 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 so my swimming came up to nine and a half miles for the month this this week my running is a slightly different kettle of fish it's still a bit sort of struggling I did two three milers which were perfectly fine pain free and then my third one of the week on Saturday morning my heel was just niggling a little bit um luckily I had Stephen who is a very um highly qualified medi dog with me and uh, he recognized this and so he decided to really bring out all of his uh, distraction techniques to make me walk at regular intervals, including rolling in fox poo, biting at his lead. Generally being uh, a douche. So you think he's doing all of this because he's misbehaving, but he's not. He's really just sort of... He's just looking Kind of out. micromanaging you. Yeah. yeah. And the fox poo smart. incident was, you know, I had to, first of all, go and retrieve him from the fox poo and then walk him fairly briskly towards a stream where I washed him. So all of that gave me a nice rest. Thanks, Steve. So anyway, that's a very long-winded account of my training week. How about you? Um, it was back on the horse, pretty much. I did. You've been horse riding? <laughs> yeah, it's cheating, really. I've, mm. I've set a whole load of new PBs. for. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, so what did I do first? I think I did intervals on Tuesday. So that was five times half a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah they they went okay my legs were a little bit like jelly on the last one but they were just maybe a smidge quicker than the previous time I'd done that session so I like to try and leave a bit of a gap so I'll do like 10 by quarter of a mile one week and then five half a miles and then go back to 10 quarters just so you're not like trying to compare week on week and trying to beat yourself week on week. So need a bit more variation, I think, in my interval sessions. And then Thursday, I did a, a long run and it was a very wiggly long run that looked like an angry sock puppet. Runner Bean pointed out, it needs an eye, which I, <laughs> I'll attempt to rectify next time. But I was trying to score some points in Who Squares Wins because I'm playing against Ronners this week and he's absolutely all over me and I think the fact that I've had my breakfast now and there's only two and a half hours to go until midday means that I haven't got a chance of of coming near him so he's he's got that match but I quite enjoyed the wiggly run and trying to memorize the route. Saturday morning was a tempo run um, and that was hard work I got like this kind of feeling like a stitch underneath my ribs on both sides and I think it's like graphic moment I think it was probably due to like not going to the loo at the right time i.e before going running that was terribly graphic we might have to put a warning at the start yeah warning explicit content Mm. yeah may contain veiled references to going for a poo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so normally I would like to try and get up to sort of like 30 minutes for one of those but I got to three miles in about just under 23 minutes and I was like no that is all I've got Um, and I also felt my hamstring a little bit a bit of pulled pork if you will (laughs) I I felt like that was good 
a good point to stop. Um, but it's feeling okay. It's it sort of took um, a couple of hours, I think, and it had gone off, and I've stopped noticing it now. So hopefully that it was just a, a real minor one. Um, and that's it. That's pretty much all I've done. So three Project Joker sessions. That's my fifth week at Project Joker. So I'll be aiming to do some more of that this time. Um, but one of the byproducts of me doing my intervals was I posted on the Project Joker thread um, because Fenland Flyer had said, oh, I'm not really sure I should be going out and doing my intervals. So I, I made a, a bit of a pledge with him that if I did mine come what may and whatever the rain was going to be, he would have to do his too. And I made him do it. So here he is to talk about me making him do it. I'm here. Hello, Fetches. This is Fenland Flyer. And Ian made me do it. Yes, Fetch, you made me do it. Been out, done my intervals this morning. Uh, slightly wet. It's a slight understatement, actually. Peeing down with rain, but to make it worse, we've got 20 mile an hour um, odd winds. So uh, that's not helped matters either. So I've been out, done my 10 interval sessions, quarter of a mile, aim 139. I haven't got a clue how I've done. It's uh, It's been under the sleeve of my coat, so it's been hidden. So each time it's vibrated on my wrist, I've just gone alpha leather and tried to get it all over and done with and get back home as quick as I could. So just uh, going to scroll through my Garmin and see what uh, my intervals have been like. So the AIM 139, oh crikey, first one 130, second one 133.5, 133, 135.6, 134, 134, 134, 130.6, 133, 132, blimey, and 138, yeah that one was hard work that one was, so yeah we've struggled a little bit with the headwind and uh, driving rain, it's not been fun, Ian made me do it but I'm pleased I got out there and did it. I enjoyed the intervals, just didn't enjoy the rain and the uh, wind. Take care of yourself, Fetches. Hopefully uh, lots more of these podcasts to come. They're great, aren't they? Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, um, Fen and Flyer. You are absolutely awesome. Yeah. And um, we we love the support you give. And actually, I've been really so grateful for the comments you've been putting on my training since you started following my training and you actually noticed when I uploaded my run on Saturday that it wasn't looking quite as uh, as perky. perky perhaps as the others and you'd already commented on there about that and asked about my foot so much appreciated and well done for getting those really awesome um, intervals done they sound yeah. pretty much spot on all the way through. I mean, obviously a little bit quick for what you were aiming at. And and without looking at your, your pace yeah. as you were going along as well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, and we've all done that little bit of looking through your splits at the end and, and feeling happy with them. Or, yeah, or definitely. Yeah. And I think actually, um, Mr. Flyer or, or Fenners, it was your comments about Project Joker when I first released it. You were one of the people who really um got some good results out of it and we're really happy with it um you've given me the sort of the enthusiasm in it as a as a sort of training thing um so really you're part of the joker illuminati if you like Mm -hmm. so thanks very much and good luck with this week and jolly nice fellow yeah awesome guy we've got some comments from users 
So we're, we're pleased to report that we made um, Wine Legs uh, snort out loud on a train. Um, I think it was the lifting the corners of someone else's mouth um, that did it. Um, I can understand that. It made me laugh as well. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Diogenes says that his, he needs to improve his cheek fitness. So he's going to try some sort of smiling intervals. So good luck with those. Let us know how they go. Happy G has um, posted to say that there is medical evidence that for long events like ultras, you can have a, um, a significant risk of hypernatremia. Sorry if I'm not saying that quite right. Which is when you get a low sodium concentration in your blood and it can be very dangerous. And in fact, because of this, some of the, the, the longer races, for example, the West Highland Way, have actually banned um, the use of anti-inflammatories. And I think it's on pain of disqualification if you're found out. So yeah, interesting. Thanks for that, Happy. And Autumn Leaves asks, how did the site come to be and how did you share it with the world? So yeah, um, so what, 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 how did it happen? Well, it's a long and interesting story, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> um, Oh, gosh, where to start, really? Um, we'll start with how did you come to even think about having a, a site that you put training on? Because obviously back in back in those days, it was a fairly new concept, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I remember buying a supermarket running magazine um, and it came with a, a CD in it with some kind of installable software. I think it was sponsored by... Puma, but I might be wrong on that. But I don't think I am. Um, <laughs> I'll get the legal team on it. Yeah. And um, I installed it thinking, oh, wow, this will be amazing. And it turned out to be not as good as I thought it was going to be, should we say. Um, so I got a spreadsheet and I started recording stuff in the spreadsheet, adding extra columns every time I thought of something else I wanted to record. Um, and... I think I also started running a little bit whilst I was at work as well, or failing that, I, I started wanting to see my spreadsheet whilst I was at work as well. <laughs> so I kept on emailing the spreadsheet to and from my home and work email addresses as I updated it and added more rows. And then I eventually thought, well, hang on, my job is as a web developer and I work with databases and code all the time. So, How long did you email it back and forth before you remembered you were a web developer? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably a couple of weeks, but then, oh, okay. you know, there's, there's also that kind of limiting factor of like, you know, I would actually need to sit down and write some yeah. code to make this happen. So I started doing the basics then online mm. um, to allow me to record that. Um, at the same time, I think um, the fetch... Fetch domain was already there. That's another story about how that came about. Yeah. Um, but so I put it on that. But I also started putting some pictures from my recent races up there and uh, the Cardiff 10K September 2004. I remember getting hold of some photos from uh, some other people who'd done that race and talking about that race with other people on the Runners World Forum. I I think on those threads on there, I'd, I'd posted links to what I'd been doing with the training log. Mm. Um, and a few people came along and tried it out. And then it all sort of went quiet a little bit. And then there was a, a user 
called Peter Pan. I have no idea who that is or was, but they posted, they created a new thread on the Runnersville forum called fetcheveryone.com worth a look or something like that. So, so that thread got started and that sort of brought a few more people over. What I did was I, I sort of took feedback from all of those people. And this is why I'm always going on about how important it is to get feedback from users because that really is has been how the site has developed over the years is people say, I'd like it to do this mm. um, or it goes wrong when I do that. Yeah. And it's really just built on top of that. So it's literally thousands and thousands of layers um, of code. So like an enormous onion. Yeah. There. A lovely online webby onion mm. with no paywall. True. No paywall. Yeah, it kind of took off from that. Do you want the rest of the story or should we save that for another time? Maybe or we what? should but... save that for another time. And maybe if um, anyone wants to know anything else or more specifics about it, then ask okay. us on fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, we, lo- we really like getting the, your questions and comments about the show. So do ask us yeah. stuff um, or, or tell us stuff as well that's another thing yeah tell us stuff tell us things um so what have i been working on on the site this week well i've mainly been thinking about this annual summary thing which is still in the sort of boiling pot is boiling pot the right word anyway it's in it's in the pot at the moment um and the main thing i'm trying to do right now is make it so that it will work without crushing the server so Imagine for every run that you do, there are there's one point a second of data recorded by your Garmin or Sunto or whatever watch. Um, so if you run for 30 minutes, that's 1,800 data points, each of which has your latitude, longitude, time, distance, temperature, heart rate, power, cadence, all those things. So loads of points, even in just a half an hour run. And then imagine how many runs you do over the course of a whole year and how many users we have on Fetch. And that gives you an idea of how much data I'm trying to bring together into one place um, and to try and do that on the fly as well for with lots of people wanting to come and look at it. Um, the big challenge has been trying to make sure that that can happen without making the server just go, okay, I give up. So that's what I've been working on with lots of sort of infographic um, pointers from Katie, who's who's been looking around at different infographics. I want to actually try and make it look pretty nice as well and make it something that you can share because I think the amount of data that we have available and can present to users is, is quite stunning when we get it all together. Mm-hmm. So making it something that will work well and, and illustrate what Fetch is all about yeah. is going to be really um quite good so yeah um so i'm i'm just sitting on it and trying to get it a bit better before i before i release it so yeah. that's what i've been working on i'm going to do fairly quick i'm not going to say too much about these two blogs that i'm i'm recommending um both of these blogs are amazing all the time um but i would highly recommend you having a, a read at the moment of fell running because um he is writing a most fabulous solstice tale and um, it's really engaging, and I'm loving it. So thank you, Val Running. Um, and the, it should come to a some sort of a head this week because it is the summer solstice. I imagine that it? is the plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and the other blog um, is McGowan's blog, which is always fab um, and funny and interesting as well. Um, but this week he's introduced um, us to a new fetchy, Johnny Johnson. And he sounds good. <laughs> he is good. Um, and also the blog before, or kind of the blog that introduces Johnny, but in a kind of roundabout way doesn't, because it's the blog where McGowan talks about his friend who's interested in doing a try. Um, I'd, I'd highly recommend anyone who's thinking of starting yeah. triathlon from going to that blog, because, I mean, forget the try thread, forget the questions that, you know, beginners need answered, just McGowan's blog, the, the comments on there about, you know, things you need to consider. Yeah, because we all thought that it was McGowan's. He, he was saying, I'm thinking about yeah. entering a try, but no, wait, I'm asking for a friend. Friend, it was a yeah. friend. Yeah, and we all thought that, you know, that was nonsense and that he was actually yeah. really asking for himself. And then yeah. he, he interviewed the guy. And, yeah. I mean, I didn't know we had such such fine, fine people on Fetch. I know. So, I yeah. mean, virtually a film star. Yeah. So. Um, Don Tootin. <laughs> so I would highly recommend that one. Um, I mean, always, but just particularly that, that those two where Johnny Johnson is introduced to the fetch world. Yes, and we hope to be hearing more from him in the yeah. future. Yeah. yeah. And where he gets his shorts from, I think there's probably a sponsorship <laughs> deal in there as well, don't you? I reckon, yeah. And shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple of threads from me then. Um, following on from that, there is a thread called um, Questions for I can't remember what it's bloody called. The, the try thread. Yeah, questions for numpty try beginners or something like that. So I've got a couple of threads to recommend this week. <laughs> and um the first one on the back of what we've just been talking about is called Basic Triathlon Questions from Those Who Don't Know. Um and it is a place if you're considering triathlon where you can go and ask those basic questions if you don't know the answers. That's so true. yeah. Um so go and check that out. And the other one is one that's uh, had a lot of uh, uh, traffic this week, and it is called the Dishwasher Club. I can't remember what the circumstances were that brought that about. God, I'm good. Um, <laughs> so people have been talking about their dishwasher stacking techniques, the protocols, who's best in their house. And uh, it's well worth a look if you are suitably you know, concerned with, with proper dishwasher etiquette. So go and check that one out. Let's also now nip over to our tent in the middle of LC2's garden for a little bit of a live broadcast. You join us live from <laughs> camping. <laughs> We're doing a little practice to make sure that we know how to put a tent up and know how to avoid dying and, and whatnot whilst camping. So I'm here with Katie and we are in LC2's garden. Say hello, Elsie. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for loaning us your garden for the night. <laughs> That's to, quite all right. To practice not dying. Not a problem. <laughs> Please don't die. <laughs> no. Um, we've been furnished with some lovely um, s'mores. S'mores. I want to call them s'mores. Is that okay? Can I you call them s'mores? You can. I call them s'mores. Yeah. Because I think it's short for s'more. Yeah. Give me s'more. It's like mine is the same but with more booze. <laughs> I think it's s'mores. Yeah. I'm overruled. But you yeah. can call it what you like. I mean, I'm, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm easy. Let us know in the comments, Fetchies, what do you call them? Do you even call them anything? Do you even know what they are? 
I hope you do, because you're missing out if you don't. Anyway, so Katie, yes, this is your big adventure, isn't it? It is my big adventure. I'm, yeah, I'm both excited. Actually, I'm, do you know what? I'm not really anything now. I'll be honest about it. If if I was to pretend that I was anything other than just kind of okay, yeah, then. It, I'd be lying because yeah. I'm fine. I'm sitting here looking at a lovely fire. We've just eaten some marshmallows and I've eaten some chocolate. We've drunk some wine. We'll do a 2 a.m. <laughs> update. <laughs> no. <laughs> With some zips. Get me out of here. <laughs> no, I've tried the zips. The zips are, well, they're, they're zips. There's yeah. no getting away from it. They you make seemed, the noise. You seem pleasantly happy when the tent <laughs> went up nice and quickly. And, yeah. Um, it was all very modern and stylish inside. It's very modern. Lynn yeah. has... Oh, sorry. We'll have to cut that bit out. Okay. Elsie right. <laughs> has lent us some lovely airbed things. Um, so we're going to be comfy. We've bought sleeping bags and duvets. Yes. For all bases. And you're sat here with two hoodies, a dry robe, <laughs> a glass of wine inside you and various other warming elements. I've got elements. my special silver shadow socks on. Nice. And I've got fleecy Crocs on. Three hoods. I'm all set. Yeah, and we're currently... And we're a foot away from a fire that's also <laughs> yeah. quite warm. Yeah. <laughs> we're currently burning the, the stump of a Christmas tree and some old garden furniture, so we're really just <laughs> making the most of everything. So. And the plan is to get up tomorrow morning. We're going to get up and we're going to leave. Um, Elsie and I are going to leave here at 630 and uh, go down to Box End and we're going to try and do our longest swim but we're not sure about the temperature so we're going to try we're not going to suffer we're not going to we're not going to die again we're going <laughs> to yeah. not going to get hypothermia no we're try no. and avoid that we're just going to if you feel see. it coming on just kind of stop stop getting hypothermia <laughs> <laughs> okay and that's the whole point really is to practice camping than swimming because the Bantham swoosh is coming yeah and in that's going to be weeks. exactly that. It's going to be that. Yeah. yeah, we'll have done it. This time in three weeks, we will be done. Well, I know. Weird. So, what's your state of preparedness for the for the swim? Then, are you? How do you feel about it? I feel okay. I think I'm I'm concerned about the temperature more than the distance. I think. Yeah. Get that goose fat on you. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Like underneath the wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. Helps you get it on. Oh. Yeah, Silver Shadow and Night Jet tend to cope better with the cold than me and Katie do, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um but Nightjar managed a big long swim yes no this morning, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um so yeah. Our turn tomorrow. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So good. All right then. Uh, any time predictions from any of you lot, or are you not? Not, not worried about, about time. No. I just want to enjoy it. And get your pasty at the end. Yeah, pasty is ordered, so looking yeah. forward to that. Well, hopefully it'll be similar to last time when Katie came out of the water grinning like a loon and then sort of like, i got to sit down for a bit <laughs> whilst I get used to being vertical again. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, and then I realised I was too cold to sit still and I had yeah. to go and get dry. Yeah. Still grinning though. Yeah. 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 Grinning's good. That's yeah, good. Lift even, the corners of your mouth. Yeah, I was going to say it's even better than lifting the corners of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I guess we'll give yes. you an update at some point soon. Maybe 2 a.m., <laughs> maybe 6 a.m. My prediction is that I won't sleep, but I'm okay with that. 
If you are awake, will you record a few bits in the night? <laughs> okay. All right. Just keep your voice down, obviously. That'd be <laughs> <laughs> right, signing out. Yeah. Cheerio. Bye. So here we are, post-camping and swimming and babysitting and brunch. Yeah. And uh, how did it go for you? Mr. Ian Williams of FetchEveryone.com. Uh, well, I'm a bit tired. I'm glad to be sitting down on some some cushions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was a, a little bit uncomfortable and like my back was a bit stiff. I kept on having to switch from one side to the other. Um, but it went well. Um, the strategy of not having too much to drink after like 8pm meant that I didn't have to go bursting to the toilet at 5am and wake Katie up. I didn't sleep much, but I didn't expect to. And and I hoped I what? would, but I didn't think I would. But I hoped I would and I didn't. Was it the novelty of, of going camping? That... I think it's probably just the strangeness of it. Well, we do sound a little bit tired there, and we were, in fact, a bit tired there. We, we'd both um, obviously not had the best sleep, and I'd done my longest swim so far this year, so by, by that time, when we did the second recording, we were both um, pretty done in. Mm. <clears throat> we just about managed to get through the sort of things that we had to do yesterday, like walk the dogs, order the Tesco shopping, and cook some basic yeah. food we watched spider-man on netflix and then went to bed pretty we much did. we went yeah. to bed before nine i think last night yeah so um but it was good and brilliant and we're really pleased we've got that done and we're all ready for the the three weeks time proper yeah performance. bring it on don't forget the pillows don't forget the pillows and we've got um minardi now who um has done something called the beer marathon uh, which is probably exactly as you'd expect it to be. So over to Minardi. Morning, Fetchies. This is Minardi at the start of the Beer Lovers Marathon in Liège in Brussels. Beautifully colourful. I'm here with Odie and Sebi is around somewhere. We've got a superheroes theme going on, but there's a lot of Smurfs. So we will check in when we're at the first beer station, which is at the bottom of 374 steps. So we will take a breather before we attempt those and I shall speak to you later. Bye. We've just hit the bottom of the steps. So we haven't found the beer yet, but it's full of color, fabulous. We'll find our first beer of the morning any second now. Hi Fetchies, where I've no idea how many miles are we in? Nearly five. Nearly five miles. We've done the steps, 374 of them, we didn't count. And that was then followed by more steps up to a monument. We had a lovely little bit of downhill in the shade. But now we're going up on cobbles and there's not a beer station in sight. Can't believe it. 9k beer station number two. Uh, we're stopped stationary. Don't know why. We've just passed the beer station, so we're at nine in a bit. Someone's showering us with something. Maybe beer. Oh, is it just water? But we're stationary. But we have music, so we're okay. Bye, Fetchies. We're at 13 
the beer station where it's not a lager looks more like a bitter and it's not very nice but as you can hear we've got a few drums going on and yeah we're having a ball i think we're at about mile eight and a half and we're on a little country off-road track that is one person wide we're battling nettles and blackberry bushes we've got toreadors on a bicycle ahead of us and uh, the bicycle's too wide to get through so we're at snail's pace at the moment not a beer in sight and it's certainly different hi veggies we're now at uh, 20k yeah. how are you feeling Sebby? knackered actually yeah. but enjoying the beer yeah the beer's good just got an eyeful of tip tape but we're doing alright but it's knackering it's so lumpy weren't hot and lumpy which we weren't expecting like a disco, flashing lights, oranges, very loud music, very hot, very sweaty, wow. Beer station, whatever, I think we've just passed 16 miles, Gee, this is tough, really tough, it's hot and tough. We're on and out and back and we're just taking forever to turn around so it feels like we're running for miles away from the finish line and even the beer's not helping on this one so still I've got nothing to say I'm pooped <laughs> anybody anything to add only 11k to go uh, Woo! only 11k now I've got to check in for the after race party we're at checkpoint two at 33 kilometers we're sweating buckets all our beer that's gone in is coming straight out again i think through the pores but with the oh you've just missed the jazz band but uh so lost my uh, power of speech but we're just going to checkpoint two so we can join the party we're at 37k station and they've run out of beer we're not happy bunnies why are we doing this if we can't get beer check it out for now not in a good mood hello veggies we're at 39k actually found a beer station that has beer so we're happy bunnies now band is on and we're nearly home Bye. we've done it 42 kilometers Fine. And a bit more. I put on a bit more. It measured long, over 26 and a half miles. You had to finish on a slide, so we've got very hot bottoms now. But it's done. We came in at just under the cutoff of six and a half hours, so we got value for money over and out from Liège. Until the next time. Bye. Thanks, Minardi. I like the way that uh, we sort of tracked your descent into desperation. We're at water station, whatever. Beer um, station. Beer station, whatever. And, um, and yeah, you, you were, for me, it was exactly how a marathon feels, but obviously not without all the beer that you were drinking. But, um, and then your very hot bottoms at the end. 
don't know what to make of that. The bit that I liked was um, that whole, that definite kind of polarisation of how people can feel within this, at the same point in a marathon. Yeah. So in the background, there was a little voice that went, only 11k to go, woo, like that. <laughs> and then Minardi went, only yeah. 11k to go, yeah. And it was just like that brilliant thing that happens is that some people are up and going and fab and everything and then there's you feeling like absolute poo and <clears throat> you hate that person did you kill the person who was very up we didn't hear from her again <laughs> oh but thanks very yes. much for your contribution and it was really good to get a i think that gives a good flavor of, of that race if not the actual beer <laughs> um so yeah so if you are going to a race and you feel like you've got the the spare breath to do us a recording on your way around we'd love to hear about your experiences definitely and we also have another piece from yummy who um there's a bit in this where she says i'm i'm not really a, a very good runner or you know she basically is a bit sort of down on herself okay. and, and then I, I thought right I'm gonna go and have a look at your profile um and she's often runs more miles than me um she's done marathons she's done an ultra only a small one um and mm. I just wanted to say like please don't be so hard on yourself because um we are all runners whatever you're capable of doing um and I mean we, we're really impressed by what you're about to undertake so here you go here's your bit yummy hello fetchies this is yummy most of you won't know me um, i've been on the 700 thread for quite a few years and i joined the 100 miles a month thread this year but apart from a couple of blog posts i'm more of a lurker than a poster i'm also not much of a runner i like to enjoy my runs so i don't like races that make me want to vomit so I don't really enjoy things like 10Ks and prefer to run a bit longer. But I'm not very good at it and I'm normally comfortably in the second half of the finishers. If I run my little socks off, I can maybe just about squeeze into the bottom of the top half, but not very often. I'm not fussed, it's more about getting out there and enjoying it. Last year, I support ran for my sister who was doing the West Highland Way race. She's normally um, a fell runner, but described the West Highland Way race as just um, like an itch that she had to scratch. She didn't know why, but as soon as she heard about the race, she just had a hankering after doing it. And last year she did it. I ran the last 25 miles with her from Glencoe to the end. And seeing the look on her face when she finished, although I did not much fancy running 96 miles, I did wonder what it must be be like to feel those emotions. So I had my own um, itch in terms of races and that was the St Cuthbert's Way Ultra. Like my sister, I, I'm not sure why but I've just kind of fancied doing it. I think it's something about how local it is to me. Even though I have never run further than the Glen Ogle and the year I did that, it was um, cut short because of forestry work. So it was only 31 and a half miles. Um, the St Cuthbert's Way offers two distances, um, the full 100 kilometres from Holy Island or 45 miles. And I am not as daft as I may appear, so I'm only doing the 45 miles. It starts in Wooler in the Cheviots, which is where my husband grew up and my in-laws still live. And it ends in Melrose, where I work. In fact, um, near the finish, as I come over the Eildon Hills, I'll be able to see the hospital and the palliative care unit where I work. 
So I thought it would be a good idea to do it for a sponsorship for the unit. I have to say, I will never do a race for sponsorship again. The stress. Um, I picked up a couple of injuries in March and had to reduce and then stop training for a bit. And although I've got my fitness back reasonably, I am nowhere near where my training plan says I should be. But I've got over a thousand pounds in sponsorship and some of it's from patients or from loved ones of people who've died with us. So there is no way I am going to be letting them down. So on the 29th of June, I will be towing the start line, nervous as anything, and with no idea of whether I can finish, but knowing that I have to try. Luckily, I have an overabundance of stubbornness, so I'm hoping I will make it through. I've got gold, silver and bronze targets. Gold is under 12 hours. Um, I think that's highly unlikely with the way my training's gone. I think it would only have worked if I hadn't got injured. Um, silver is under 15 hours and bronzes just get finished within the cutoff of 17 hours. So hopefully in just under three weeks, I'll be able to record another segment and tell you how it's gone. Wish me luck. Bye bye. Thanks so much, Yummy. I think um, this is a classic case of someone who's lost a bit of perspective here. <laughs> um, just if I just say that she's run 650 miles this year already, despite having an injury. The ultra that she's about to do is 45 miles. Um, and to then class yourself as not much of a runner. Yeah, my point exactly, really. <laughs> Um, but I think it is it is hard when you're in a community of people that regularly do, you know, 100 mile races and, you, you know, your sister's done the West Highland Way um, and all of that. It, it does, I think, mess with your head a bit. Yeah. Um, you judge yourself by the company you keep. Yeah, you, so. you do. So I hope, Yummy, that you know inside that you're in, within your own area of running, you're perfectly brilliant in actual fact and um you know we're not all out there to be fast 10k runners so congratulations on a sounds like a relatively good training run up to an ultra despite the injury and we'll be rooting for you and hopefully you will be able to do us a little piece after the ultra and let us know how it went that would be great yeah that that supply of stubbornness hopefully will will sort you out so good luck good luck we're, we're right behind you yeah we're Coming into another week of, of training, for me, I'm sort of coming into my my kind of taper, although I might sort of do a little bit of um, sort of longish swimming next weekend. I'm not sure I'm going to swim for much longer than I have done so far. I'm going to see how I feel, I think. And what the weather's like as well, because that makes yeah, a bit of a difference. It does. We did get quite cold in the lake um, yesterday, so... Um, running wise that's definitely going to take a big back seat for me now I've I've taken myself out of project joker because I'd had one interval session about four and a half weeks ago and it just felt like um you know I'd just be playing jokers for for the next three weeks so I've taken myself out of that and I'll just continue to be patient with my heel I do want to mention something that we might cover in next week's podcast if um if it sounds interesting let us know on the thread I was listening to a physio podcast this week and it was um, a physio called Tom Goom who is on Twitter. I think he's called just The Running Physio on Twitter. 
interesting guy to follow. He comes up with some nice little snippets and um, interesting things on Twitter to for you to have a look at. Um, so he was being um, interviewed on um, Physio Edge, which is a podcast by someone called David Pope. Um, it is a bit kind of um, medical slash sort of lots of you know, stuff that maybe if you're a non-medical person, it perhaps wouldn't be a podcast for you. Tom was talking about getting runners back after injury and the different ways that he does that. And there were just some interesting snippets that I think if anyone's interested, we can talk about those next week. Wasn't it about sort of different approaches for people who are at different stages of their running? So people who yeah. are really pushing it for PBs and in in top-notch form, yeah. might have a different tactic to those who are, want to get back to like just running a certain number of times a week or exactly yeah. that and and also the type of runner that you are so you might be a you know he might be dealing dealing with someone who's a 3k track athlete or he might be dealing with a first timer who's doing their first marathon sort of thing so yeah yeah cool well, i'm up for it so let us know fetchies if you'd like to hear more about that as well um me just back on the on the metaphorical treadmill uh, but um yeah tempo threshold and intervals and long run and whatever's really so uh don't forget to send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com don't forget to hit subscribe on itunes or spotify and to tell other people about the podcast Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions. And we'll see you next time. Of course, we won't be able to see you because this is a podcast. But... We might see some of you. Yeah. And if you could share... uh, If you've enjoyed the podcast, please can you share it on your social media of choice? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, And Or just recommend it anywhere, everywhere. Anyway, off you go. Ta-ra. Bye.